Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. I did not have my microphone ready. That's okay. This is episode 180 something. 184 4. All right. 184. And this week we're talking about Fantastic Beasts. And where to find them. That's that's very true. It's, We're going to tell everyone all about Fantastic Beasts and tell everyone where to find them. Kind of, at the movie theater. At the movie theater. That's where you can see them. That's where you can find them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we saw that. We're going to review that a little later in the show. Spoiler free. And then we're going to spoil the beasts out of it. The, <laughs> we're going to spoil the beasts out of it. That was dumb. I liked it. <laughs> so John, what have you been up to this week? Well, entertainment-wise, not a whole ton. I was out of town for literally, like, the the entire week. So yeah. it was, uh, I, I left, uh, we flew out to California mere hours after we wrapped up recording last week. Right, right, right. And then we came back less than 12 hours, or less than 24 hours ago. Like, I, we got back in, it was, uh, I think we got back into the house, and it was like 2 a.m. this morning. Oh, my goodness. So. Yeah, it's awful. So it was. It was. Uh, that was a really late flight. It was really delayed as well. The uh, the incoming flight for some reason was was late, and then they couldn't. Like at one point, they said they they came over the thing and said we're just looking for a um, a like what was it? What did they say? Like a, a flight, like a, a crew of flight attendants to come and be on this flight. And I'm like, what do we not have like a pilot or and, and like the flight attendants? And yeah, they, yeah. It's like, do we not have any type of a crew for this flight? Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Dude, so you know how like sometimes uh, you'll sit there and um, uh, they've overbooked a plane or something like that, and they'll be like, "Hey, is there anyone willing to give up their seat? And we'll <laughs> we'll give you uh, you know uh, reimburse your your flight or whatever and all that kind of stuff. And give you like drink vouchers or something. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I have a I have a friend who that happened on a flight back. It was like a it was like a four o'clock flight back to Nashville from somewhere. Um, they were like, "Hey, you know, we overbooked the flight." Uh, you know, would you be willing to give up your seat? And he like immediately like went up and got it, and they gave him like a four hundred dollar like ticket voucher or whatever. Nice, and they put him on a seven o'clock flight. Well, they got to the seven o'clock flight, and they done the exact same thing. They overbooked it, so they said, "Hey, is there anyone willing to give up your your flight?" Uh, and he gets up and does the exact same thing, although the the flight wasn't until the next day. But they gave him a seven hundred fifty dollar ticket voucher, dude. So then he he basically has like a a, a twelve hundred dollar. <laughs> Worth a ticket voucher <laughs> by just like, hey, well, I'm just going to get get back to Nashville the next day. I mean, yeah, I had to sleep in the airport. But if someone told me, hey, I'll give you $1,200, all you got to do is just sleep in the airport. <laughs> I feel like I'd probably go do it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> uh, what I love about that is like they they took him off the first flight in yeah. order to put him on the second one. Then they Overbooked probably knowing full well <laughs> that they were just taking the problem and shoving it onto someone yeah. else's oh, yeah. hands. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we overbooked this, but I'm off in 15 minutes. <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> let someone else deal with this. <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, like uh, keep your ears peeled at of the course. airports. Um, I don't know that I would do that if it was like Didi and I, yeah. like, it was like, we really have to be like, oh, do you really want to sleep in the airport? But if it's just me yeah but yeah yeah you're by yourself and it's like i'll pay i will pay you twelve hundred dollars to sleep in an airport like like, okay okay all right fine i mean unless something terrible is going to happen in this airport well i was well there's security for that chris yeah yeah well you know 
One I mean, it's one thing if, if the airline's asking me. It's another thing if a random person runs up. Uh, you know, that's like, true. Hey, I'll totally pay you $1,200 if you just hold this briefcase and sleep in this airport. Yeah, well, see, that's why they come over with the PSAs that tell you not to accept, yeah, don't other, accept other people's bags. luggage. Yep, 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 yep. Never doing that. <laughs> uh, and it, maybe we'll talk a little bit about bringing in luggage to, you know, on on transit flights and things in the Fantastic Beasts review. Ah, uh, I see how you oh, yeah. that in. We're opening it back around. Anyway, you, uh, so I was, I was gone the yeah. whole week and uh, and didn't really do anything entertainment-wise other than the two things. Hmm. First thing, yeah. I rode in a Tesla. Ooh. Um, the, That's the not fast entertainment. One. It's not entertainment, <laughs> but it was super entertaining. To uh, So it goes zero to 60 in like two seconds or something like this. Yeah, so like, you oh, you're just gunning it and your head flies back. Like it was, we rode uh, at Disneyland while we were out there. We rode uh, the Cars ride, you yeah. know, where it's yeah. like you, you know, you go through the whole thing, the story thing. It's, it's a great ride because it's, it's the perfect merging of like storytelling with a fast ride at the end. Yeah. And it was nowhere nearly as fast as the Tesla was taking off. Wow. Like my head didn't really slide back in that but like in the tesla it was like i if i had my head forward yeah. it would just immediately back on the seat that's the kind of car i want it was amazing um also automatic driving like so there was a autopilot mm, mode nice. um and so i experienced autopilot driving was that cool it was very cool like it would uh and and uh it was cool but then at the same time like the the way that tesla's programming their like their autopilot thing is so that you can take control at any given time like where it's mm. less like about oh we're going to drive you everywhere and yeah. more about okay so whenever you're on like the interstate and you don't want to like hold on to the steering wheel here you go but you need to be re- re- like ready to grab the steering wheel at any time it's basically like cruise control but for steering so you still have to pay attention? You still have to pay attention. I don't like that. I'm not sure I'm a huge fan of it's that like either. A, it's like an in-between kind of thing. It is and it's it's uh it, it it's like well, and if you like, if you get into a fender bender, it's like well, uh, it's, is it my fault? Is it the car? It's both, but it's definitely your fault. Like it falls back on you at that. I point mean, I, I definitely want to either I'm in control of the car always, mm-hmm. or this computer is completely in control. Yeah, not. Oh, I also need to stay alert and aware. Yeah. Well, because I think about what like, use is it at, is at, at that point? I mean, like I said, it's it's basically at that point, it's like cruise control, but for steering. That's stupid. It's, yeah, you can't read a book. You couldn't like play play uh, play your 3ds or anything. Like you'd have to pay attention. It's strange. I anyway, like, oh, I can't hold my hands up. Yeah, it's like a weird half measure, wheel. and I'm like, this is this car is is fun enough to drive anyway because yeah. of the whole like you know it's like a supercar yeah, thing yeah. you know, and uh, the car's fun enough to drive anyway. Ah. That's the, that's so that's my biggest argument my personal biggest argument against yeah. self driving cars. Now I I think because you cool, love like, driving, I think it'd be uh, I think it'd be cool in the morning. You know, like whenever I'm you know it's tired, I'm on my way to work and dealing with traffic. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah, I'll just sit back and like I'll stay kind of aware, but like you know just like kind of just ride rather right. than like. But I love driving, even if it's like, hey, I'm gonna go get some bread at the grocery store. Well, Chris, I love hopping in the car and driving to get bread. You would love a Tesla. Oh yeah, I mean, okay, I'm. It was yeah, that's not the argument. Fast. The argument is, uh, yeah, I'll get that bread in no time, flat. <laughs> uh, you want bread? Here's the bread. I'm back. Well, I was. Yeah, I just did it. <laughs> yeah, I know you thought I just uh, walked out the door and walked back in. That was that was me going to get bread. Uh, no, it's just my biggest argument against self-driving cars because I like. Uh, 
you know, like the big thing is like, well, eventually it'll be, you know, you'll like everyone will have them and you can't, you know, like, that I think that's the, I think that's the, like the doomsday sayer, or maybe it's like it, there's some people doomsday. who view it as like, I mean, some people as, like, don't the bright drive. future. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't I'm, like to drive and, and that's at all. Fine. Like I, if I, if I didn't have to drive ever again, like I probably would be okay with that. Like, right. So yeah, exactly. Well, so to you, that's not necessarily a doomsday scenario. No, it's like, it's okay. That's okay. It's that's not cool. a doomsday scenario for me either, but it's just kind of like. Ah, man, that would just kind of suck if I could not drive. Right. You know, like I think like just in general, like it probably will get to the point where like there's two different types of like licenses or insurances or whatever. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, well, it's safer to drive these automated vehicles. So we're going to encourage people to do that yeah. by cutting their rates or basically charging the people who want to drive right. their own cars more. Right. And it's like that seems like the, 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 the likely scenario in 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And that's I mean, kind that's of fine. kind of scary I'll, if you love to drive. I'll so. pay more money to drive my own car. Of course. Or have the, at least have the option to. And Chris, you could get a Tesla and then it's, just, get it's Tesla. okay. It's good. I was actually thinking about it the other day. Like I'm, this is probably about two weeks ago. And I yeah. was like, man, I wonder what it would take. For me to get a Tesla, they have the Model Three coming out next <laughs> the year. The Model Three, but you had like if you don't have a pre-order at right. this point, like you're you're not getting one. Yeah, there's like like a, a hundred, couple hundred thousand pre-orders already in. And it's yeah. like you you had to put down like a thousand dollars, and you're like in the in right. the pre-order list Which or whatever. Which is fine, you know. I mean, that's not a big deal. It's just like the eh. yeah. Yeah, that's just the the whole fact that it's the way. And then like I don't really know how many of those hundreds of thousands of people are actually gonna like get to that point and be like, well, I didn't really want it. Well, the thing is, this is still like, you know, this is still, that's still a new, buying a new car and it, you know, immediately depreciates. So it's like, well, let's wait. I'll wait till the, till the model three, I could buy it, you know, a couple years from now used. Used. Yeah. You know, that's more cost effective. Well, and then like the, they, uh, the fun, funny thing about like the Teslas is like you know the uh, the supercharging and things like that, like the stations and things like. I always just think about the, like the logistics of actually owning like one of those as your primary vehicle. It's mm-hmm. like hmm, you got to literally plug it in like every night, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then occasionally probably charge it up at like a supercharging station, which Dude. we did actually go to a supercharging station and do it. Are there any supercharging stations in Nashville? There are like three. Oh man, one of them in Franklin, like one of them up in Nashville proper, and then I think so one that's in the thing. It's like so. I mean. I- I would pro. I mean, I don't think I'd have a problem remembering to plug it in. I remember to plug in my phone most every night. So that's the problem. Yeah, we had is- that discussion like a couple weeks ago of like all of the devices that you have to plug in. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So like, what's one more? You know. What's my car? Like, what if you wake up the next... You know how, like, sometimes you wake up and you're just like, oh... That's the thing. I forgot to charge my watch or something. Yeah. It's like, you wake up, oh, crap, I forgot to charge my car. It's like, what if you roll home, you're just, like, super tired, you're just like, I just want to get in the house, and then you're like forget to plug it in you walk out the next morning you're like oh man and then you, like what do you do you call work be like hey i forgot to plug in my car yeah i'll be there in four hours yeah well the reason like we like stopped at the, the supercharging station was we were going like we were going to uh to the beach and so like we went we went and like whenever we left uh we had like i don't know maybe 25 percent left in the in the car or whatever so you have like a couple hundred miles or whatever yeah but then it was just like by the time we would be on our way back or something like that, it was like, well, but so like how, the last thing you want to do is get a Tesla towed, right. you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, who, uh, like how long did it take to charge at the supercharging Man, station? We were there for maybe 15 minutes and it went up to like 50%. So it's like, it, I, mean, I think it's like, it's I think a it's fast stop. I'm pretty sure it's, it's like overall full on charge is like less than 40 minutes or something like that. I mean, that. that's fine, but who has 40 minutes usually on a commute? That's you know? what I was thinking. And then the other thing is whenever we pulled up, we weren't the only people there. There's like, there's multiple stations, yeah. right? And so, um, but the, like there were 
cars in all but like maybe four of the stations mm-hmm. or something like that. And so there's maybe there's maybe eight cars that are sitting there. And it's like there were people that were in their cars that was like in a shopping center as well. So mm-hmm. like, you know, we could walk around the shop a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know. It just seems like, you know, unless these charging stations are pretty much everywhere and like in cool places mm-hmm. then it's like i i don't know i don't i don't know the logistics of that where it's like especially here in here in nashville it's like unless you charge it at your house going well, to the supercharge uh-huh. station like if it's not in a cool spot it's like do you do you like is it down by the uh you know down it's by down the tracks or something yeah. like that like i mean like what 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 type of things are there to do in the surrounding area because you're there for 30 40 minutes yeah you know? so that's a perfect place to mug someone the other thing I wouldn't like is like driving in Nashville traffic. And I guess it's this way in LA too. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure they're getting around it somehow, but like literally sitting in traffic for hours yeah. trying to get to Nashville. So it can go in HOV lanes. Oh, okay. um, like even with well, one person or whatever. What? So that ha- HOV lanes have n- no effect on traffic in Nashville anymore. In Nashville, no, they don't. In LA, they definitely do. Oh, yeah, but, for uh, sure. Because they yeah. separate them more and they police them better. But here in Nashville, right. it's just like basically another lane yeah. with thick lines on the side. <laughs> have you ever gotten Everyone pulled over? Ignores. And like I got pulled over once for being in an HOV lane. Yeah, that's before that's before uh, twenty four became a parking lot every morning. Um, on I was actually on sixty five, and so oh, I was like wow. on my way up. Um, it was years ago at this yeah. point, right? And I was on my way up, and then I was in the the lane just barely to the right of the HOV lane. So I was in like the the last possible, the fastest possible non HOV lane. Yeah. And I was driving along, and then for some reason, everyone just hits their brakes, and like I have to like sw- get, <laughs> swerve to get out of this oh, thing. No. So I go into the HOV lane. Little do I know, they all hit their brakes because there's a police officer sitting on the left of the HOV lane right, at the right. separation. Like an idiot. Yeah, and like he pulls me over and gives me a ticket for being in the HOV lane. And so I go to the, the court date because I was going to get, you know, I was going to get the uh, the traffic school or whatever. Yeah. And um, well, the judge who was there was was playing it like pretty like he was like listening to people and yeah. being like, yeah, no, that sounds like a legitimate reason that you rolled through that stop sign. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and be fine with it, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> roll through a stop sign. I'm using it as an example anyway but there was uh, then it's all I was like okay I'm just gonna tell him what happened yeah and so I told him what happened he was like he, he the uh, the police officer who gave me the ticket wasn't really happy about it but yeah. the judge was like nah sounds like you're good get out of here <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> I, I love it's it. like his last day on the job <laughs> yeah I, I don't know man he's like retiring the next yeah. day or something like hey I'm out of here anyway changing I'm, districts <laughs> I'm all in and out of the HOV lane like constantly on 65 then this is the most Horrible reason to break the law ever, but it's literally because everyone else is too, and there's not two people in any of their cars. So that I'm like, is, that is the worst reason, Chris. I know. It's just like, yeah, if it, oh man, you know, I saw 50 other people rob the bank, so I took some money too, you know, kind of thing. That's, I mean, it's still, that's terrible, but that's, that's my rationale for uh, using the HOV lane every morning. That is pretty bad. Oh man. The, uh, it, it, oh. <laughs> keep going. No, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, what you said uh, reminded me of, um, Wait, what did we just talk about? We just talked about the <laughs> the HOVNs the, the, and the judge and yeah, the, the, the judge <laughs> and um, being like you're cool. <laughs> nope, I don't know where it was going. It's it was it was going someplace awesome. I apologize. I was gonna tell another story, listeners. I have once again um, taken us away from taken awesome out of your hands, out of your ears, and uh, and 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 changed direction. There was an awesome story I was going to tell. Oh my gosh, what was the story, Chris? That's, that's what I'm trying. Did to it remember. have relating to do with a ticket? Was it? Was it one no, of the I mean, many run-ins plenty. with judges? That I have plenty of those. Yeah. I have I have plenty of those too. Um, <laughs> man, what was like? Mm. Mm. 
Right after that story, what did you say? Right after that story? Yeah. I don't know. We were talking about how the judge was like retiring the next day or changing oh, this districts. Is it. Okay. Okay, there All it right. goes. Yeah, here we go. So uh, we both went to Rindley College in Illinois. Oh, that's this right. This was like, so like my college career consisted of this. Went to community college for a couple of years, got an associate's degree, uh, and then went to uh, SIU. C, SAU Carbondale, and uh, thought I was going to be a teacher for a while there and went to like a year of college there. And then I did like a summer semester at Johnny Logan College, another community college, for a math course that um, I didn't want to have to take at MTSU because the MTSU one is notoriously hard and I'm terrible at the maths. Okay. Yeah, we were and both in that course. Both of us. Yeah, it was like this college algebra, or no, it was, yeah, no, it was something else. It was like algebra. It, two or three, I don't know. It was, was like an upper level thing where yeah. essentially, for a bachelor of science, you need it. Yeah. And uh, so then I I spent um, I guess I think it was was it two or three years here. I spent three. I spent three for it was, sure. It was three. At, I think well, I was, mine may have been two and a half because like yeah we both start at the same time so right. Um, and basically like I just I couldn't. <laughs> At that point in time, I was like all about like, yeah, let's just take out a bunch of student loans so I couldn't take any, any more student loans. So that's why I had to finish college. Chris. With that the two degrees like, that I have. Chris, that sounds like a lot of college. <laughs> it's a I was lot just of about college. to I'm 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 gonna gonna frame this it's in terms way of too much it college. It sounds like we both kind of took way too much college. This is the thing. If I could go back to school right now, I totally would. <laughs> yeah. Like well, I mean, it's if fun. someone wanted to pay me to go back to college, I'll do it. Like and that's sit around th- and talk and learn all yeah, day. That's the other thing. Like I, I, I don't think I would go back and do as as like as hardcore as we were for like the audio degree and stuff like that. Like, cause that was like all night, every night. Like it, I mean, was, it was a great experience. It benefited I co- us. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm not regretting it. I no, have no I don't, regrets. I don't regret it, but I don't think I would choose. I wouldn't do something like that again. Like well, I would do I mean, something no, like, you already know that like a literature thing or like, a, yeah, exactly. But I mean, like I would do like something, something else. Yeah. Like if I was going to go different. back, I would go back and get my, my master's in history. Oh really? Yeah. That's what I would go back and do. Well, you, get the, you, you did the history degree. Here's the funny thing about MTSU and going to school. This is, it's completely like yep. destroying we're your story. Remember where you were going. Um, but anyway, it was so funny because we would have all of these audio classes and stuff, and then we'd come home from the studio, having been in the studio all night long, yeah. and you'd be like, well, let me go write my history paper. It's oh, due yeah. at 10 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and you would just hammer out, and you'd have me like proofread them, sometimes like right before classes, and I would read these things, and I'm going... Someone who stayed up all night for like three <laughs> nights wrote, there's no way. So like, I can totally see you getting like a, a master's of history. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I, bro. I once, so this is my most like unbelievable example of this. <laughs> I once wrote a paper. Literally, it was one of those things where I wrote, started, it was do it like, I think the class was at uh, three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. Okay. And we stayed up all night. Yeah. I went home, started writing it on the couch, ended up like sleep for like maybe a half hour, going to class, going to the library to, to try to finish it, mm-hmm. falling asleep at the computer, <laughs> kept waking up like maybe every like, you know, like 15 minute intervals and like typing, then like putting my head down on the, the computer desk and then falling asleep again and waking up and typing more. <laughs> a plus on the paper. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> like, I, like I said, like I, I remember reading these things and like, and even like for grammar or anything like, there's nothing. Like, I, I was just like, I don't know, I couldn't do this for for the life of me. <laughs> it was ridiculous, man. You're good at that. There, but that's history, the thing. Chris. I don't know that I could do that anymore. No, like I don't in terms know of like the lack of sleep. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely could do it in terms of the lack of sleep. Like, I, if I miss a night, like even so, um, even coming in super late like that last yeah, night, like yeah. I was destroyed today, dude. Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. I do have a sticker on my my computer. 
that says, uh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. With the, <laughs> with a, uh, it's a skull. It says, I'm like, this is basically my life. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Um, oh, okay, man. so back to my story that has nothing to do with anything. Rewind like five years, I told six you years. how I hated the maths. Okay, so in whenever I was in community college at Rin Lake, I decided, well, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna become a teacher or something like that of history. I don't need the maths. <laughs> I don't need to take algebra, like any of this crazy, stupid stuff that, like, you know, I don't want to deal with. That Chris, we ended up taking later. Once you start doing things with X, other than just re- like figuring out what number it is, yeah. I was gone. Like whenever you end up like putting <laughs> that onto a graph uh-huh. <laughs> or doing like I mean, logarithmic curves, there was no way, dude. So I'm sitting there. I took a college. It was called college math or something like that. You know, call maybe college algebra. I don't think it was, but maybe, you know, college something. It was what the title was, right? And it was a a basic math class where it's like, okay, if you if you're taking some kind of like arts, you know, like degree, going for that, this is really just like this will get you by. This is the one. Yeah, this is the one. And so it was taught by like a uh, part time adjunct professor and um or or something like that. That's what I'm trying to remember. Yeah, like something like that. Uh, he wasn't full time. I know that. This for is sure. at Rin Lake, right? This is at Rin Lake. Okay. And uh, and so we go through the whole class. Well, like literally, like the week of like the final or something like that. He finds out and tells the class like one, like one of our like next to last classes was him going on this rant that Rin Lake was firing basically all the like part time professors and not hiring them back because they couldn't afford to pay him. And so like. He was just he was just ticked off, man. Yeah, yeah. And he was like really, really, really like upset about well, of it. Of course. So I mean, why wouldn't you be? He tells us, he sends us off, you know, go go study for the final, whatever. <laughs> we come back for the final and we're sitting there and it's like, you know, fifteen minutes after this thing was supposed to start, we're like, what is going on? And he walks in the door, doesn't say a word, just goes up to the puts his stuff down, goes up to the board and writes one and starts writing a formula and then like Looks, turns around, looks at us, gestures to the board, then writes two, and like starts puts out a formula, like in the circles an answer, and like <laughs> looks at us all, gestures to the board. He's given us the answers to the final. What? Well, how long did it take? A how word. long did it take for the room to figure it out and then start copying it down? By like the, yeah, by like the second or third one, everyone's like, "Oh no!" Like, <laughs> "Oh man, what if he erases it?" <laughs> exactly. So he would just start copying down all the answers. It was like this just big middle finger to the, to the college that <laughs> was firing it. him after this last <laughs> class, and he was just like, "Fine, sticking all it to these, the man." All these people are getting A's. <laughs> I was like, "This is the best class ever." <laughs> <laughs> That's really awesome. I love that. Yeah. So uh, I love that, you dude. Know. You know what's funny about like math and algebra? Like, I, here's the thing. It's like it's. I don't think it's it's that I don't like. Like, I don't like it, right? Yeah. And I, and I don't. But I don't think it's necessarily that I like. I didn't have the capability of understanding. I don't think I like had the capability of understanding at the time. Like, I, it was about a year after we graduated from MTSU that it finally clicked with me how something was could possibly approach zero but never reach it. <laughs> I was like, right. oh, oh, it makes sense now. You know, so it's like, I feel like I just didn't have the, like, whatever connections in my brain as I was growing. Yeah. Like, they just didn't, they weren't connecting ever with math. Whereas, like, I feel like now if I were to take one of those math classes, I might understand a little bit more. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, as you get older, you learn how you're actually going to, like, apply things. and True. like use them later in life. And so I think that like, as you grow older, your learning takes on a more like you're less of a sponge that soaks up everything and more of a, 
um, it's a very selective sponge that soaks up just the information where you're just like, I think this is probably... Yeah, like, like application almost. Yeah, like Donald Miller is, uh, if you haven't heard of him, he does this thing called Story of Brand, but he also has written some books. But he talks about some things now where like, like basically your, your brain... It doesn't choose what to learn; it chooses what to throw away. Yeah. Like, so the yeah, your, it spends most of the the time filtering out information that it it doesn't deem necessary to maintain and keep retain in your memory banks. And so, like, as you grow older, I think your brain becomes more selective in like, well, I don't need this. Ah, I might need this. You know, like. <laughs> There's some guy who's just getting tired of looking through stuff. My you know, fourth grade spelling uh, test, nah. Right. <laughs> Don't need those words anyway. You know, because you know, maybe that's why. Like, I feel like you know, like whenever you're a child, you can be like, "Well, what'd you do today?" Well, I can like tell you every single second of this day. You know, like, right? Right now, like I could probably walk through it, but I don't do that on a regular basis. You right. Know? Like, well, and then like I think you know, as you get older, just your t- frame of reference for time like moves uh, well, faster. Yeah. So it's like yeah. things things matter less. You know, things yeah. that take up an hour of your day are yeah. like, ah, who cares? It took up an hour of my day. You know, right. whereas whenever you're a kid, it's like it's a whole it took an hour. hour of my day, man. Oh. Oh, that's like my entire life. <laughs> Almost bath time. Uh, so, wow. Yeah. We got way off topic there, man. We're 24 minutes into this podcast, and uh, we haven't talked about anything entertainment-wise. This does not bode well for the length. <laughs> it does not. So, um, I I purchased... Oh, well, we'll talk about a couple things. Yeah. Uh, I purchased Titanfall. Nice. Uh, over the weekend. So, like, Great. pay attention to the black... The, so, one thing is, it was a pre-Black Friday deal, so pay attention to the deals. So, like, on... Tar- uh, Target's cartwheel. They had Battlefield One, Titanfall Two, and uh, I think um, Lego Force Awakens. Yeah, on sale for half off, basically. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, as that's a, a great as a price for those games. Black Friday. Well, especially Battlefield One and Titanfall. They just came out like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And well, I mean, considering like two weeks ago, I picked up uh, Titanfall. Like it was after it came out. Like I took picked it up about a week after it was released. Yeah. And I paid full price for it, like sixty right. bucks. Yeah. So uh, got that. Grabbed that. So. I'm looking forward to diving into that this weekend, dude. So you haven't you haven't loaded up or anything, done the campaign or anything like that? No. Okay. But uh, this past weekend, uh, went over to a friend's house and yeah. uh, actually Aaron Wright. He's been on the podcast yeah. before, yeah. Um, and with some other people. That's um, right. And played Overcooked. Nice. How is Overcooked? I'm going to buy that game Whoa. because it is amazing. So is it? So I've heard it's like a multiplayer game. Like well, it's good as a multiplayer. Yeah, game. you can do both. Either one, I think. But like, yeah, it's like this is definitely like you want to play this with four people in the room on the couch, like making different things where you're like chopping the the, the onions up for the soup or like chopping the patty and frying the patty for the burger and you put it on a bun and like all this kind of stuff and they like make it super complicated where it's like well the bun's over here and you got to chop the the meat over here but well you got to take the meat over and send it over there to get chopped and come over here and cook it and then you got to assemble the put it on the bun and send it back over because they're chopping the lettuce and the tomatoes over there this sounds like it has the possibility of ruining friendships uh we stopped at one point because we were we were just like okay this is this is getting too heated. Is, no, not really even heated. It was just like, this is just too much. Like, we're just banging our heads against the wall. <laughs> it was, oh, man, it was so well, much fun. I'm just thinking, like, you know, if there's multiple jobs to do and, like, you have to communicate about which one you're doing and then which one they're doing yeah, and, yeah. like, which way you order you do them in. And uh, I mean, it's just, uh, that's amazing. I yeah. love that idea. I love those types of games, <laughs> but it's like, you almost want to play them with the, the you know, the, the, the people where you're like, ah, nobody's going to get upset about this. Right. Caught back up on The Walking Dead. Nice. I'm like, and this is a like, and I'm I'm okay with it, but this is just a w- crazy different season. Mm-hmm. Like this, 
is almost not. This is not the show you that. I mean, in a, not in a, not a bad way, but this yeah. is not the same show. You know, like yeah. I think that's good. It's kind of like whenever good. you know, and, uh, one of your favorite favorite music artists comes out with an album that doesn't sound like everything else. I'm like, well, I mean, that's cool. I don't yeah. really want them to put the same album out over and over again. Or do you, Chris? No, no I don't. don't. Some people yeah. do. Some people do. Yeah, some people will do, and I, I disagree with that idea. But so. I do. Uh, I like where it's at, and it's. I mean, it's fun. Like I don't know that I would want it to continue like this forever right so hopefully it doesn't but like if this is the new norm then yeah. it's like uh yeah well and then the other side of that is like at some point they'll like probably mid-season like they might be able to sh- shift it a little bit based right. on fan reaction yeah. too you know because like that's the thing about tv shows and the thing that i always find is whenever they try something new it's it's a struggle because that whatever they do they're in it for a few episodes until right. they catch up to where oh they didn't like the first episode of this four or five episode run of new stuff that we're doing. Yeah. Let's back off of it now yeah. or let, let's switch it up again. But it takes like five episodes to get there because they've already got those shot and in the can. Played uh, several of the PlayStation Plus free games. Um, Anything didn't, of didn't, note? I didn't really like most of them. One of them I, I got two hours into and it got like two like and it was like act two. I'm like, oh man, like I don't like this enough to keep playing it. Yeah. Like I thought this was almost over. Mm. So I'm done mm. with it. Uh, but Everyone's gone to rapture, to the rapture. I haven't played yet, and it's supposed to be really good. Oh, it's, dude, it's free this month on PlayStation Plus. I've heard really good things about that. Yeah, and then also free that I'm really looking forward to playing is uh, Murdered Soul Suspect on Xbox One. That's right. And I remember like there was some weird like whenever it, I, I was super excited about it yeah. whenever it came out or whatever, yeah. but then I didn't buy it because like a lot of the reviews right. on it were really lukewarm. Yeah. But like as a free game, I'm 100 oh, yeah. trying this for thing. sure. And well, and I even watched some like gameplay videos of it, and I was like, yeah, th- I mean, I see what people are saying. Yeah. But like this is, seems like kind of right up my alley where there's like you know like just collectible kind of things yeah. it's kind of a slower paced game um but and so i probably would have honestly I, I probably would have like paid you know, maybe half price for it 30 bucks for it yeah it seemed like a pretty good 30 dollar game but for free definitely gonna dive in and play that that's one of those funny things like about kind of those we, we talked about like a few few reviews ago of like hey or maybe it was uh maybe it was during the um Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where it's like, ah, oh, explore that scale of like, hey, there's some great movies or movies that we thoroughly enjoy that are like sevens. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, I feel like there, there are games that oh, I 100% yeah, sure. like really enjoy more than some like nines and tens yeah. that are like in the sevens range in Well, and sometimes mind, it's you know? like I get, you know, get into a game like there's a, there was a puzzle game called The Bridge mm. and it was a really good puzzle game and like, but it, it kind of ramped up to the point where I was kind of like, okay, this is, I'm done with this. Yeah. Um, and it, and it was, but it was over at that point. And I was like, okay, yeah. cool. Like I'm never going back to it. Yeah. There's some additional like mirror levels or whatever, like who cares, you know, whatever. <laughs> but then like, and so that's what kind of what I felt like with, the upside down. with this game that I was playing on PlayStation plus I forgot what it was called. It was like tower of monsters or something like that. And it was kind of a cool concept. Um, the gameplay was just kind of like, Bleh. yeah. Uh, and, but like, it was fun, like for the amount of time that I played it for two hours. Yeah. For two you hours. Know. And then. I was like, oh man, I bet you this thing has like, I bet this thing has at least three acts. Yeah. So that means it's like a six hour game. This is not right. worth six hours. Right, right. But I had fun with the, what I played. <laughs> yeah. And that's how it goes, you know? And, and a lot of like, I feel like some, to some extent, like a lot of mobile games are that way for me, like, or yeah. where it's like, they're built around the idea of like, oh, this is a hundred hour game that you're going to play over the next four years. And at some point, I'm just like, ah, you know, I've gotten enough out of this game or yeah. whatever. So um, I've also been playing a lot of, Disney emoji blitz. Oh my goodness, Chris! <laughs> of the like, uh, while I was gone, yeah, um, I played that all the time. Yeah. Like I played that a lot. Well, it's super addictive. Oh man, it's great. And uh, and so I've unlocked quite a few emojis, Chris. And I've uh, I've I've logged some decently high scores. But 
our friend who of you know who's been on the podcast, he's essentially the uh, the unspoken third member of our podcast. Sometimes uh, Fultron is always on top of the leaderboards, yeah. and I don't know how he does it. Um, I think he's just spent a well, lot of time I, with it, like, leveled yeah, it up. And, as you level up, you yeah. get like percentage boosts and stuff like that. So I think he was telling me he has like a hundred fifty percent boost, and my I'm only at like fifty. I don't know if I'm ever going to catch up to him. Well, I mean, maybe not. Probably not. But I mean, I don't know that it's necessarily competition. No, I just, I just, I just want to log some high, high scores, will. man. Like. I logged my first like five hundred fifty thousand dollar or dollar five hundred fifty thousand point game. I think I'm today. waiting for that one million, Chris. Yeah, the one, cool mill. Yeah, one million will be cool. Um, but yeah, like it's like so much fun um, getting these emojis. Like the one thing I like, I would almost pay. I, I would I would pay like ten dollars for this game. Yeah, you just play it unlimited amounts and- of time. Like I guess so, and I think like the the idea behind, and I, I put put a little bit of money into the game just because like I wanted to wanted a, a specific emoji or whatever. Yeah. It was a limited time thing. Um, so like I don't know, man. It's I would totally do that as well and just continue to play it. But I feel like I'd burn myself out on it really easily. Right. Whereas now it's like I've been playing it, you know, off and on, well, you know, maybe. Two, two three times a day, something like that, for the last like week, yeah. and getting you know really enjoyable moments and enjoyable things out of it you know where it's like hey i have a spare moment or whatever each each thing only takes one minute and so like you have five lives and so um usually like it's about maybe a six or seven minute burst you play it and then you let it recharge the number of of plays that you get um but yeah i mean like i don't know i I just i feel like if i could go ahead and like just play a a ton of it i might burn myself out maybe not though i don't know i don't think i'll burn myself out so like i'm more apt to get burnt out with this where it's like Okay, you have five lives. They, there's like you get a life per every ten minutes or something like that. Things like eight minutes or something. Right, it's yeah. something crazy where like at the end of five lives, I've yeah. gotten another one. So like you can play six times basically. Right. And so like, but what? Yeah. So my point is though, like, what it makes you want to do is come back several times throughout the day, and I hate that. Like mm. I hate that feeling of like, well, I should go play this because if I don't do it, I'm not gonna be able to like get the mm. daily challenge or whatever like that. And, like. I just want to play it whenever I want to play. If I want to sit down and play for three hours and get the daily challenge, I would rather do that than be have to feel like I have to like. Well, I need to do it when I wake up, and I got to do it at lunchtime, yeah. and I got to do it when I get home, and before I go to bed, and it's yeah. just like then it's a chore. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this game that should be for fun has turned into a chore. Yeah. And then it's like, well, now I'm just like a slave to this game, so I'm going to going to delete it. <laughs> being stupid yeah I mean, yeah maybe that i mean that's a good way to look at it too because it's like it, it rather than um having that like quality of like staying power yeah. it has has like unnatural staying power right. it's like well does it really have staying power? you know yeah. yeah um so something we'll talk about um here in a minute i i will just everybody remember this this moment okay. in in the podcast the discussion that we okay. just had well let's just move on into some related kind of related news okay for so, the news. The news! The news! All right, so Nintendo Mario Dash. We have a release date. Super Mario Run. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you know what? Nintendo what Mario Dash. I, everybody knew, Chris. You're right. You're right. What is it called? Super Mario Run. Super Mario Run. We've got a release date That's and right. a price. December 15th for $10. 10 bucks. It's great. That's, I think that's more money than people were thinking. Yeah, I think that like, so many people were like, oh, this is going to be, you know, three or four bucks. I say, why? <laughs> this is Nintendo. They don't discount anything. Very true. And they want you to pay more money than you're willing, usually, for their They want you, they want to, like, reach properties. that moment. They want to reach that, that thinking point of, like, where it's, oh, 
this isn't a no-brainer purchase. This right. is this is a this is a thinker where it's, it's like yeah, it's like whenever it hits the app store on the on December fifteenth and everybody sees it, they will look at it and go, "Ooh, do I really want to spend this?" Yeah, and then they'll make the call, and so they want you to hit that point. Well, there's three things I like about this, John. Yeah, one. Yeah, you buy once, you're done. I'm yeah. sure there will be microtransactions. Oh, for sure. But I don't like it with this the Disney Emoji Blitz. Yeah, I wish I could just buy it. Yeah. Okay, so that's one. Number mm-hmm. two. Hopefully, this actually means that they put out a good game. Yeah. Because they're like, well, we're charging $10. It needs to be worth $10. Yeah. I mean, from what I've seen of it, it looks really fun. It looks like a, it looks like a Mario game for your phone, you know? And, and But yeah, you're right that it's always been a question in my mind of like, hey, is this just another endless runner, you know, yeah. clone? But it doesn't seem like it. Three. They'll support it over time, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, uh, to gain more people, like to make the fan base happy, even if there's like DLC, like, you know, kind of like, well, hey, here's a $2 add-on to run with Luigi or however it works. I don't right. know. That's the that's the lowest hanging fruit in my mind is like, hey, let's do a, let's do a Link-themed level and, yeah. and or a Zelda-themed level and then do like, hey, Link is a playable character and like yeah. that sort of thing, you know? And so I feel like that kind of DLC would do a lot for the game over time. Granted, it is a lot. Like, if you're just like, if you really like free to play kind of mobile games, right. this may not be your cup of tea. But, like, I would much rather pay money for something that of quality than, like, again, I get frustrated with Disney Emoji Blitz. Yeah. yeah, they support it. And you can spend money on it, like, for additional kind of things. But I'm just kind of like, there's this part of it that leaves a bad taste in my mouth yeah. because of the free-to-play nature of it. Same right. thing with, like, uh, there was a Trials game I think I talked about back in the day yep. that eventually just got so hard to play. And it wasn't even a fact where, like, you could outright buy the game and unlock everything. It yeah. was like, no, you, you would have to, like, continually pour money into it. And that's the aspect of it that I don't like. Yeah. So hopefully one-time fee, play the game. Yeah. Well, That's I think it. like the ten dollar price tag in my mind, like the, the reason that they want it to be on that, like, hmm, do I really want to buy this thing? Like is it really worth game it? Game is what they're wanting to go for, right? And they they want people to say, is this worth it? And then say yes, and then whenever they have it, that way they feel like it's more valuable. They just yeah. purchase something that that they you know yeah. they're gonna they're gonna truly enjoy. Whereas like if you kept it at free, there's there's a large number of people who would just download it because it's free, yeah, and then. You know, be like, ah, oh, I'm just going to delete it tomorrow because it was free. It's like the Pokemon Go like effect where you know everyone's talking about it, everyone's downloading it, everyone's playing it first weekend, and then you know a couple months later, yeah. no one's playing it hardly. You right. know, and the, they're having to do other things to attract people to their right. game. Well, I think about like younger younger audiences, like the the uh, the they keep things like they swap things out from their phone all the time. And it's like, Oh, let me delete this one, download this one, delete this one, you know? And so like the idea of like, Oh, well, this was 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. You're deleting 10 bucks off your phone rather than deleting like something that was $2 or $3. Right, right. You know, that's it's just, just a little bit more. Anyway, that's super Mario run. Other news, Chris. Yeah, we had some other news. Let me we have the, uh, the price of the Nintendo switch. Oh yeah. Has potentially been leaked. Toys R Us in Canada. Their website put up a price of two hundred fifty dollars. Those Canadians, eh? Yeah. So we don't That's know. Awesome, if this, we don't know if this is legit. We think that this is like probably just some kind of placeholder. Yeah. Um, which is weird, though. Like, I feel like if I was putting up a placeholder, I'd be like ninety nine nine hundred ninety nine dollars ninety nine cents. Right. Know, like, right. Something ridiculous. But um, yeah, but the well, we won't talk about it a lot because we don't know if it's true. But like, true. 
if this thing's 250 bucks, number one, cool, I'll like run out and buy it day one. But two, it kind of makes me worried about the power behind yeah. this thing. Like the power, and then like you think about we've we've talked about the balance between like graphical power yeah. and then battery life. The, that's yeah. the, and so like one like <laughs> yeah. so like you could get this thing and it's like, oh, it's super powerful, <laughs> right. but it's not efficient at all. And so it's 250 bucks, but you can play it for 30 minutes. Or, like <laughs> yeah. it's just like there's a lot of like <laughs> at that price point, I'm thinking, hmm. You know, yeah, I, you have to put double A batteries in it. You know, like <laughs> like our game. Uh, you know, we 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 uh, made it cheaper by taking out the battery, but you know, <laughs> Dude, you're gonna the, churn through some double A's. <laughs> I remember that Game Gear. It had, took what was it six or was it eight? Six double A's. It was well, six double A's. I don't know. You have it in there. I think it I was six. Yeah, six double A batteries. <laughs> and it lasted oh maybe gosh. an hour or two. Oh yeah, it's cause, yeah. It was because that screen was this ultra bright color. <laughs> right. Like it's just a full blown TV in there. <laughs> At some point, I remember like we just stopped using batteries and we like it was like well it's got to be on the ac adapter in the wall or in right. the car you no, know that's the thing yeah and we'd always be like don't stop the car <laughs> whatever you do just i know we're at kroger just don't stop the car we'll we'll save it we'll get to a spot they'll give us some kind of code we'll write down <laughs> yeah. and then we can go inside on our separate note paper because yeah, well, game gear stuff never had no, like yeah, they no, didn't have the no. battery saves in there no, like no <laughs> whereas like your game boys and things like that they always had like a battery inside the actual cartridge if they wanted you to save it yeah exactly like, well and you know so the other crazy thing was like oh, remember man. like even if it, you say you had it on an ac adapter or like the car adapter yeah, that's right and then you have batteries in it. You couldn't just like pull the plug, right? Because it, it had to switch interrupt. over. Yeah, yeah it would, so interrupt the power and just like reset your game if you pulled the plug. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my gosh! Oh, it's technology has come a long way since since then, Chris. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> they have it easy. They don't know what they're missing. <laughs> they don't know how how bad we. They had didn't it. have to uh, to uh, work in the trenches like we did. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, oh, going through the Sonic level. Too bad. <laughs> You're right at the end, boss. Nope. Too bad. You just got home. You got to go inside. Yeah, well, like, and I think about the batteries. Like, even if you ran it off of batteries, and I think this was the killer for why we stopped running on batteries, was that because you had those two hours or whatever, you would get, and you couldn't plug it in. Like, you you couldn't, like, even if you were fast, plug it in oh, and, like, no, no, keep no, you it there. Do that either. So it's like, if you got to the end, boss, of the level yeah. or of the game, and then your batteries die, it's over, man. You couldn't yeah. plug it in. Like, there was no switching. No. It, was, it was just... You had to do it with you had a time limit. As soon as you took it and played it on batteries, you had a two hour time limit for whatever yeah. you were doing. Anyway, we have a plethora of trailers to talk about, Chris. Movie trailers. Yeah, movie trailers. So uh, so let's roll roll through these. Beauty and the Beast. All right, I got lots of things to talk about. Released a new trailer. Okay, hit me, Chris. Okay. Because so I've got some thoughts as well. We'll post these at standtalkerpodcast.com. Um, the trailers, not our thoughts. The thoughts we're giving now. So I'm like I'm I I'll preface this with saying I have seen none of the live action Disney remakes. Yeah. Mm, Mainly because I do not support them at all. Really? Yeah, no. Oh, dude, they're they're good. I like them. Here's here's my, th- um, this is and again, this is just like they just don't aren't marketing to me well. Yeah. The only like for instance, we just let's you know we just watched that trailer. Mm-hmm. The only part that like actually makes me attracted to it is like whenever I hear the music from the original. Mm-hmm. That kind of gives you this nostalgic feeling for yeah. it, but then I'm like, well, this just seems like a ghost of a of the original. I might as well just go watch the yeah. Like the thing that's making me emotionally attached to it is the like themes and the music from the cartoon. I'm like, I don't care about this at all. Yeah, I might as well just go watch the other one. Yeah, <laughs> the one that I've loved since childhood. Yeah, yeah, and I can see that. I can see that perspective, and it's like I think that that is. 
that's the core of like what I didn't understand before I started see, like going to see these movies, you yeah. know. Whereas like Cinderella, I, like I was like, ah, what is this? I, I like the original, you know. But it's it was really good. And then Jungle I'm Book, sure I mean, was amazing. I'm not gonna argue that they're not good or they're right. Not, you know, they're, like they're not, you know, graphically pretty or anything like that. But like, it's the I think it's it maybe just be the marketing where they're like, yeah, they'll play the yeah. Sleeping Beauty sound song, yeah, and the what is it, Just a Dream or something like that. I think oh, so. You know, whatever it's called. Yep. The, and with the piano at the beginning. Yeah, yep. and, and and like, cool, you're playing on my emotions, but like, this is for a product that's completely different. Right. Well, I think so. This one specifically, and I think uh, what I'm excited about for this one. First of all, I'm excited about the music because they have said that like the uh, this one is more of a musical than any of the other previous ones. Whereas yeah. like even uh, Jungle Book, like the uh, the animated Jungle Book version had lots of songs and right. things. Whereas the uh, Jungle Book live action remake really only had like one yeah. song yeah. moment and that moment was one of my favorite moments in that movie yeah. and it was just because of like the differences of how they like decided to implement this song in there yeah. um and so like this one is supposed to have more singing in fact like they've uh they've done like they've brought in lots of people i think there's like one new song yeah. as well like to, to write this new song as well so i'm excited for that aspect of it yeah. specifically to hear like the however they decide to implement the new songs yeah uh, or the new song and then the old songs in new ways maybe yeah um i'm also excited for like the in this one in the trailer the standouts to me were bell the beast and gaston those are the three main characters of the thing yeah well, once I got to Gaston, oh, so this is the other thing. Like, I'm not super sold on Emma Watson as Belle. Like, see, I, I've always like loved that, but I mean, I can see, I can see why you like. It's like, well, it's different, you yeah. know. I'm just not like, and this is, a, you know, a personal preference. Probably, I'm not completely sold on Emma Watson as an actress in general. Hmm. She was great at Hermione, but everything else feels like that. Hmm. And so I'm like, meh, you know, it works great for Bruce Willis when he's an action star. <laughs> Not so much whenever you're trying to play these character-based roles, um, because they're not the same character. You know what I mean? Right, right. And I, I never, I didn't get the same vibe that it's. It feels like the same character, but it's like I could see because but that's, well, that's because, the vibe I get from her. Well, in mean, other movies, just in the in general with with like Harry Potter specifically, any of those act, actors like in those movies, I can see how it would be really hard for them to break out of yeah. out of that because they grew up with that. Like, right. we've been watching Hermione on on camera, uh, her as a child, like a ten yeah. year old kid, right. and you know, and then so Emma Watson. And whenever she tries to do something else, it's like I could see how it would be hard to break out of that side yeah. of things. So. I'll give her a chance. Like, for yeah. like this is the first movie of the live action films that, like, even Jungle Book, I didn't really care about. Like, this is the first one where I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I kind of like to see that. Yeah. Um, and some of it, get, you know, honestly, just comes down to like which one, which movies were my favorite movies, you know, right. growing up. Like, if they did a Little Mermaid movie, the second they do a Little Mermaid movie, I'm gonna go see it. They will. Had they instead 100% of one hundred percent instead of Jungle Book, had they done a Tailspin movie? Oh my goodness, Chris! I totally would have done it. Well, dude, and if, especially if they did like a Tailspin thing, like with the same characters from the live action Jungle Book, that'd be a little hard logistically. But that'd be fantastic. But that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah. So then the other thing that I. <laughs> the only thing about this, like those those three characters, the core three characters, like I'm then super excited. Then they do Darkwing Duck about. live action. Oh my goodness, dude! If they do any Darkwing Duck thing ever again, I'm I love it, dude. And I'm it's like totally a, excited. Dude, I mean, it would be amazing because I mean, he's a play on Batman, of course. And <laughs> I know we like we just saw the oh, this is when we should talk about this, the Lego Batman <laughs> we should, trailer. We, yeah, we'll talk about that. That looks amazing, but like 
If it's it's yeah, say it's a spoof in the vein of oh, Batman, man. but with Darkwing Duck. Oh yeah, my dude. gosh. Oh man, and Launchpad, uh, and this uh, is the perfect time for it. <laughs> it's so good, and Roslyn. Disney. Oh my gosh, make or Goslin, a Darkwing Duck Goslin. movie. Do it. Um, anyway, but then the uh, so those three I'm excited about. But then the part of this that I've always with every actual, single like, time, ducks. like I'm talking about like live action, live quaction. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> there's their marketing term. <laughs> That's your byline. <laughs> We're handing them gold with their we, own property. We need to walk in to the to Bob Iger's office and slam this down on his desk. I'll uh, I'll bring it up next time I have my uh, meeting with them. <laughs> yeah, next time you do brunch. My month. Yeah, my monthly brainstorm. <laughs> That's so good, dude. That's so amazing. All right. So the one thing that I've been skeptical about this movie about the entire time. Has been the uh, the talking like lamps and oh. the talking clocks. And, well, that's the part you get hung up like, on. So in a cartoon, like you make them look like humans, you give them like these really cartoony like expressions and faces. Whereas this, I I just I don't know, man. I'm I I don't I mean, know. Half this it's, it's like hard. again we were talking about this like Jungle Book. Half this looks animated. Most of this looks animated anyway. Right. So, well, like, and that's gonna get mm. better over time because like the Jungle Book. The first time I remember watching a trailer of that, it was like, oh, this all looks super animated. And then by the time I looked like ended up watching it, I was like, this is insane. How good this? Yeah, looks. I'm sure it was beautiful. Like everyone said, it was beautiful. But it's just like those like those talking animals. They have faces. They have mouths. Yeah. The you know the clock. Well, the I don't know, man. Did. Well, the teacup had a, had a face, but it yeah. was like it was painted on, and so yeah. I, I don't know. It's just it's not as expression driven, and that I, I don't know. We'll see. I, again, this is the one aspect of this that I've been skeptical of from the beginning. Yeah. How do you make inanimate objects like you care about them without making them cartoony? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. how do you make it real looking? It will get that that real aesthetic without it. You know, I don't know without yeah. it losing some emotion somehow. Anyway, yeah. we'll see how it ends up. I'm excited about it. the next movie, Chris. Let's talk about the Lego Batman movie for a second. That looks fantastic. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I don't really know other than go go watch the trailer. <laughs> it deals with like everything. I love, I love Robin. <laughs> yeah, Robin. Yeah, he's like, man, these pants this is great, except for these pants are really constricting. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> he's like, I can't even look at you right now. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't even look at you in the eyes right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh so my gosh. good yeah dude. it looks it looks super good like it's just gonna be spoofy and amazing i love it um another one that i wanted to talk about uh and i know nothing about this but you were telling me that you oh. read about it uh valerian valerian okay yeah so this uh i pulled up some uh information let me let me pull that up real fast oh. so i was reading about this last week and then tonight we saw a trailer for it i'm like oh cool so uh, valerian is based on some graphic novels uh it's a series valerian and Laureline. Laureline? Yeah. Um, the first one f- was published in 1967, and the final installment was, was uh, published in 2010. And so it's like, it has like, uh, let me see here. It looks like t- over 20. It's like, I can't find it real quick, but it was like 21, 22 um, graphic novels that they've been collected into. Uh, it's just like science fiction story that... Um, these uh, French guys wrote and uh, illustrated, and it's got like, like here. I'll I'll show you. You can't really see it. Like, listeners can't see it, but the, that's okay. We can describe it to them, Chris. We can describe the bold lines and the the yeah, bright but, like, colors. The, the artwork is like all old school, like oh, kind of really like cool. 1960s kind of like 
um, artwork and stuff like that. And so, like, I I want really want it makes me want to read them. I put put some on my Amazon wish list. Nice um, to uh, to purchase at some point. But that old I'm, Christmas list, maybe throw them on throw them on the old Christmas list. Mm-hmm. It's that time of Christmas, year. Christmas birthday list. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. It's your birthday too. Yeah, yeah. You uh, can have two lists. Again, your list can be twice as long. Yep. Well, I mean, you can, usually is. You can check it four times. Santa does that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Actually, he, he 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 checks it twice. <laughs> yeah, he checks it if twice. You want to check it more times? You can. Your birthday list, nobody's checking that. No. I'll throw whatever I want on there. <laughs> Actually, he's not even checking your list. He's checking his list to see if you've been naughty or nice, and he checks it twice to make sure he doesn't give the naughty kids any presents. <laughs> Bro, whenever we try to do the uh, the uh, Christmas Carol or <laughs> the for this holiday special that we're gonna do, oh, it's man. gonna get really wild. I forgot about that. <laughs> this is the exemplification that it's gonna be crazy. We need like work on this ahead of time. <laughs> no, we no, we gotta go in cold. Oh man. my gosh. Okay, we're saying we're doing this from memory, right? From the top of our heads. Yeah. Oh, good grief. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see what that is, you know, like what, how that turns out. Um, it's got, uh, yeah, a cool story. It seems like, yeah. I mean, like whenever we were watching it, I immediately thought of, uh, thought of like it had this like guardians of the galaxy kind of vibe yeah. to it, but it also kind of had like a star Trek kind it of was, thing going it, on. Yeah, it didn't so. feel cheesy is like what I was, you know, like, well, that's why I was kind of right. like, well, this seems cool. You know, like it's got some weird stuff in it, but it doesn't feel cheesy. Right. They had a, they had, what was the song? Was it, a, it was a Beatles song, right? I don't, I don't remember. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, because the, the world is round like that one. The Yeah. So like immediately I was like, wait, is this guardians of the galaxy? Cause it's a licensed song yeah. during the trip. And I was yeah, like, yeah. that would be something true, that Guardians of the true, Galaxy true. would do. But then, like, as we got deeper and deeper into this thing, I was like, this thing seems yeah. really epic and layered. So, yeah. yeah. Um, then there was Ghost in the Shell. We Ghost saw in that the shell. one. It's based on an anime, Japanese anime. Um, got a lot of flack for casting um, uh, Scarlett, Johansson. Scarlett Johansson as the lead character uh, since it was a Japanese film. But I'm like, this is, <laughs> you know, whatever. We The Ring was a Japanese movie at. You know, to begin with, you know, so like, you know, I think like, I think, think the, the, uh, I think the argument was, and again, I'm, I'm never the type of person that says, Hey, you know, from, from this medium, this medium, you shouldn't change somebody, you know, to something else like some other ethnicity or whatever to cast it as, it cast as what you want to cast it as, cast it as a filmmaker, cast this as whatever you want to cast as. But originally like in the, uh, in the source material as in the, in the anime, um, the character was like. A Japanese robot, you know, yeah. and so it was. It was that ethnicity there. So I mean, I think like just in general, that's what the uh, people being upset about it was. Yeah. But you know, um, so like that looks really cool. I'm su- I'm pumped about that. Yeah, dude, it, it was it was interesting. Like uh, I didn't know anything about. It. I hadn't seen any trailers other than I had heard yeah. you know about the whole controversy thing, and it looks cool. Yeah, I don't I don't know that it'll. I mean, really it's, strike, it's, but. it's 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 interesting to see the kind of movies that Scarlett Johansson kind of like agrees to do. Like, yeah, you know, there's there's this, and it kind of like, oh, well, we just had Lucy recently, and that was just right. kind of so so. Um, she, you know, has been in. She was the voice of the the AI in her. Like, right. She, I like the, her choice in in films. It's very varied, and like, but it has like this kind of like sci-fi kind of vibe to it. It's just kind of her body of work. Yeah. Like, you know, I think there's hits and misses. Right. But I think like that that is like okay as far as from a risk taking perspective goes. Yeah. But again, I just this one specifically this trailer it didn't necessarily jump out to me. Like if I didn't already know something about it, true. Like would it really have stuck out to me as something I want to see? And I'm not sure. If I, don't it know. Really I think it would have because I like I like Scarlett Johansson. Plus the concept is really cool. Concept I mean the whole really AI cool. thing. Like I mean it's that that is uh that's intriguing these yeah. days. So did you ever watch? 
um, Ex Machina? I did not, but that John. was the one I was thinking of, Chris, where I was like, man, I need to watch that movie. And that's another thing. Like, again, those are just topics that, that intrigue me. You did know? you ever watch Mad Max? No, oh. Chris. This is, all, this is all things that need to be fixed. Um, the other trailer, the last trailer, Chris, mm. and I think par- perhaps the one that I'm most excited oh, about yes. is Kong and what is it, Skull Island? Yeah. So what's funny is this is the second trailer, and this is a drastically different trailer than the first trailer. I never saw the first trailer. Yeah, so the first trailer just seems makes it seem like super serious, yeah. and it doesn't have any of that humor in it. But uh, yeah, this thing looks amazing. Like It's done by the same guys who produced uh, Godzilla a couple years ago. Um, with Brian Cranston, but this looks like it's done like way better, and uh, it's like more of a th- thought out, a comprehensive kind of story. Yeah, uh, which is cool, and um, there's a lot of humor in it. It just looks over the top. John and rid- C. Riley was hilarious and ridiculous. Yeah, it looks amazing. It's got John Goodman in it. Yeah, it's got John C. Riley in it. It's got um, what's her face? She she was in uh, Room uh, a couple years ago. Uh, she won. I don't know. It's got Samuel L. Jackson in it. Samuel L. Jackson in it. Yeah, like which what what like action movie these days like is doesn't have Samuel L. in it. Like what which one like which good one anyway like doesn't have Samuel L. Jackson in it. It's just like that's amazing stuff. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, but dude, give it time. Give it time. Brie Larson. That's what I'm trying to say. He's in that universe, Chris. So give it time, and he'll show up with the Guardians. Okay. I promise. He actually he is. (laughs) You're right. Oh, I forgot to talk about that too. I watched uh, all all three. All three uh, Iron Man movies were on. Uh, you watched the Iron Man. FX. I watched the Iron Man this past weekend. <laughs> watched that, and um, I forgot how good those movies are. They're good. Yeah. The second one is. I actually like it now. You really? I like the. Uh, in it's order, been a minute since I've watched it. I watched it like I three liked times. Them, so. I like the first one, mm-hmm. then I like the third one, yeah. and then the second one. Which that's I feel like most people hated the third one, but you still haven't seen the third one. I still it's haven't seen it. So I've still haven't seen the third it's one. So I've good. seen parts the, of the, the third one. The end is like meh. I haven't. I haven't seen. I've only seen parts of the third one. Though. But like the end, the final act. Like what happens at the end is good, but like the yeah. final act is weird. Like just the way it happens. But yeah. Like it's a great. It's a good movie. I yeah. really like it. Yeah. And I think like of takes place in Tennessee. Dude, and that's like so. That's there are gaping holes in my Marvel universe. Like Good you grief. know, well, maybe not Marvel universe because I've seen every other one except for that one, Chris. Every other Marvel movie I've seen, save for that one, and I don't know why. Because like I, I have liked what I've seen of it. Yeah. Like it's just been on before, and I've been like, oh, that looks really good. What which Iron Man movie is that? You know, and it's like, oh, this isn't one I've seen. That's yeah. why it looks really yeah. good. So, anyway, is that the news? That's the news. This is an hour in to yep. this podcast, John. Yep, and, and it, it, we we've been like talking the entire time. Like sometimes, like we're an hour in, but it's like because we have multiple segments, yeah, and like that sort of thing. But this one, it's like pretty much just solid, solid through, Chris. We're we're rolling on through. But we've arrived at the main segment where we're going to be reviewing Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. The movie. Yep. <laughs> well, I have like okay, so I have the. Uh, in fact, it's in the other room. I should bring it in. I have like the uh, the book. Um, Which book? Well, they, the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Their textbook. Okay, like, so, yeah, yeah, the textbook. Yeah, so it's like the. Uh, so I was wanting to pick that up, like back in the day. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it wasn't available. I don't know if it is now. I'll go grab it real quick. Available on Amazon. I actually like. Um, I was looking at pre-ordering the script. Like you can buy the script for of this movie in book form, and I think it will at this point. Like I was, uh, yeah. Well, we can talk about that in a second. But John's got to get that book, and I'm left here alone talking to you, and I can't say anything until he goes back about this movie. 
I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Actually, I'm gonna look on Amazon right now for yeah. Fantastic Beasts. So to find I got them. it as a uh, I got it as a three like a three book thing, um, and it's the Hogwarts Library is what I got it as. And there is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them by Newt Schmander. and the, or that's how I always said it before this movie, but it's actually Scamander. Which makes a lot more sense than Schmander because there's no there's no uh, H in there. Anyway, so and then okay, there's, so uh, there's Tales of Beetle the Bard with additional notes by Professor Albus Dumbledore, and then there's Quidditch Through the Ages by uh, Kenilworthy Wisp, and they have like, yeah. Anyway, so they have like where you, they've written in them, um, like who, they belong to Harry. These are Harry's textbooks basically. Right. And uh, the the foreword of Fantastic Beasts is really funny because it talks about how. Harry, these are like being released after Harry left school and like they, they took scans of them and they released them to the muggle world. And so it's like, it's completely like in, in universe stuff whenever you're reading them. Um, it's very kind of, kind of, you know, meta, like these are books that are released that were his books back in the day and now they're reprinting them for the world and, and like all this stuff. So they're really cool to read. Yeah. But uh, I, I was reading this and so... It gives this gives this movie gives a lot of context to some stuff that's oh, in that's here cool. and some cool things that are that are going on. So so here's the thing, like so I was looking at it. Um, you can buy like those books separately. Well, there's a Kindle edition of that Hogwarts Library book. Yeah. So that's the thing. I don't think you can buy the single. You can't buy the individual books. Well, you can buy some of them, but not Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So I, oh, mm. what is this? Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Newt Scalman, a hardcover ruled journal. Oh, that's a journal. Ah. Okay, so, but this thing. So the library that you have, they discontinued the library that you have. Oh, that's a bummer. And then they they just have the two books that are called Hogwarts Classics that are not um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Interesting. You can, you can buy that right now. But there's a new box set of all three of them, again, coming out in 2017 with like a redesigned like slip cover. Sleeve? Okay, so, I mean, is but it But it's like, cool? why is that not available right now when the movie's out? Yeah. And everybody wants to... That makes Copy sense. Of it. And, and like part of it is, I know you that like whenever you buy these books, that some of the proceeds go to some uh, some uh, nonprofit organizations. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the aid of comic relief uh, is the the name of the uh, nonprofit for this book, and then it, for Tales of the Beat of the Bard, like there's a different one for each of the three books. And so maybe it's a situation where um, they did like a limited run specifically for those uh, those those charities, and then once they ran out of those, they're gonna you know. They had to reprint that sort of thing. So I guess I'm going to buy this on Kindle so I can read this this book. What the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them? Yeah, it's it's nice. It's it is like a textbook, but it really gives you. It feels a lot like you know some of the. Uh, it's it's not this high level of reading, but you know some of the, like the J.R.R. Tolkien like appendixes and stuff like yeah, that, where it's think, like it yeah. gives you context to the world. Yeah. Like that's what it feels like. Um, where it talks about, um, for example, oh, this one this is even an out like the. This Kindle edition of Fantastic Beasts says will be released on March fourteenth, two thousand seventeen. This is ridiculous. So that's like f- five months from now, man. Um, but yeah, the uh, the the book, it, it, like I said, it gives context and it gives history about like um, how they keep Muggles from seeing these beasts and things like that, and like when when uh, various uh, species were brought into the Wizarding World as like um, let me see as as official members of like the the council and like where they have like voting rights and things like that so um yeah so it's like what is a beast and then what's the definition of a beast and like it goes through all this stuff so it's a really cool kind of look at like the the thought process of um of 
the author um, of, of J.K. Rowling, and then also it gives a uh, historical context to this movie and to you know the, the wizarding world, that sort of thing. So very cool. Very cool stuff. But the movie, Chris. Yeah. The movie. So uh, first I want to say this was way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, you've been you've been kind of questioning it over the last however long and tempering my expectations for it. I think rightfully so. I went in expecting fully expecting to hate this movie. Yeah. And I mean that in the full sense of the word hate. Yeah, yeah. I think like over the past like month or two, like since we've been talking about it, I think every single week whether it's been in, on the recording or after the recording, yeah. or whenever we've we've listed out, oh, and then we've got that review coming up. Um, you've been like, ah, I don't know about that one, yeah. man. I don't know. And so like that initially, I was like, well, Chris makes some good points about this. <laughs> but like, so going into this, I had very kind of you know those yeah. like lowered expectations from where whenever this was originally announced. Like yeah. whenever it was originally announced, I was super hyped, yeah. and then I went into this with like lower yeah. lower expectations. So the um, you know this. This isn't a perfect movie by any means. No. And uh, so, like, I'm not, you know... Yeah, I'll just leave it at that without diving super deep into it, but... Before the spoilers, Yeah, before the spoilers. And I think, like, its biggest challenge is is trying to make us still care about this universe. And it almost leaked... I mean, I'm just going to say this. This is not spoilerish kind of stuff but it really doesn't even really feel like a Harry Potter movie um doesn't feel like the same universe necessarily except whenever they like you know perhaps use the same spells but the thing is like you know this is that you know for instance they call muggles uh nomags that yeah. was yeah no madges no yeah but you know, it's just like why 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 not just use the same terminology but and I get like hey you're you're in America but like that that makes it feel even less like Harry Potter, right. whenever you're using different words for the same kind of things, there's no Ministry of Magic, there's like this other kind of stuff, like... The cons- or the uh, the Congress of, uh, of... So yeah, it was the Magical Congress not, yeah, of the United like States, and they called it... Um, yeah, I don't remember. I can't remember. It was all together, M-A-C-U-S-A. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so, honestly... This is a whole new universe. That's 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 Makusa. fine. That's what they called it, Makusa. And that's that's fine. But yeah, that's that's so weird, dude. I know. And like and and so like going into this, I remember back. Um, I think I, that 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 would be my take on this movie. Is yeah, it's fine. I think I think so. Like in my my brain, like I, I've read pretty much everything uh, Harry Potter um, even on a lot like most of the stuff that's on uh, Pottermore. Pottermore and so like whenever I, I went into this I knew that they were going to call things different things and yeah, I because yeah. like, she goes into depth on like why and things like that as far as like the magical world here in the US and so like it just being in a completely different vibe like I kind of anticipated that mm-hmm. um basically because like it feels like it's a it's a weird story uh how the magical world tr- made the transition from uh from England over to the US and yeah. then like integrated with a lot of the the cultures here you know the the uh the native american magic society here that sort of thing and like how that all progressed and and stuff so like i knew that it was going to be different but like do, viewing it as like as a different thing like going into this it 100% like has those moments of like Man, it really just doesn't feel like a Harry Potter movie. I think the the you were you pointed out originally whenever the uh, the trailer for this movie dropped, they were using Hedwig's theme 
um, yeah. for the the trailer, and you were like, I don't know how I feel about that because it's not a Harry Potter movie. You know, it's it's a it's a different movie, and I they only played that thing once yeah. right at the beginning, and then it was done. You know, it was as the as the Warner Brothers logo as you would in a you know the other movies. Um, it was as that was coming out of the clouds, and so like that's. That is telling in and of itself, I think. Like they didn't embrace much of the soundtrack from from previous movies. It yeah. had kind of the same vibe, but it was yeah. it was uh, James Newton Howard this time and, as well. So like it it really does feel like this is a completely kind of new branching off thing. It doesn't even have like I, I feel like you compare the Lord of the Rings to the Hobbit movies, right? Right. Love the Lord of the Rings movies. Really don't like much in the Hobbit movies, but except for that one, uh, that one song, uh, Oh Misty Eye. That song's amazing. Uh, that part, and then yeah. I'll put the, up with the, the, the end, Hobbit. The end of the second movie. Yeah, yeah. I'll put up with I'll put up with the Hobbit existing just for that one little slice of amazingness. Um, True. You know, overall. Um, but yeah, so like it felt like less of the same universe as those two movies. Cause like, mm-hmm. you know, those both start in the same location, the same kind of, uh, and the they're same more home. connected and they're, yeah, they're more directly connected. Whereas this feels like it's, it's completely removed from kind of the Harry Potter thing. There are sim there's uh they talk about, um, you know, some, some similar things, some similar locations and characters, but it 100% feels like a different story. Yeah. And I guess that's fine. Well, and the thing is I, I, um, I would, I would, I would say you like not seeing this movie as a Harry Potter fan isn't going to kill you either. Right. At least right not right now. Like they reference Dumbledore and they mm-hmm. reference um a couple of other like people or Hogwarts, but it's all in passing and it's all yeah. in this kind of like uh offhanded like not even really related way. Like they don't even bring in the fact that um what is his name? Uh, they don't bring in Newt. the fact that yeah, Newt went to Hogwarts until like Spander. yeah, three fourths the way through the movie. True, you know. So they didn't reference Dumbledore until that point either. Yeah, and uh, you know, some of that I'm just kind of like, uh, you need to like show the connective strings and the connective tissue here. I know this is like way earlier than we than Harry Potter, but yeah, here's, this, here's, is, this takes place in the 1920s. I here's was just the thing: I'm just gonna say like it's hard to beat Harry Potter in terms of a story. You know, sure. like you have a strong hero and a strong villain and a good versus evil like classic exactly like straight up good versus evil and i think that's one of the struggles of this movie whenever we get into like we're talking about the uh um the spoiler stuff like it's you don't have as strong of a hero you don't have as strong of a villain well and and i guess like those lines are a little bit blurred too of like you know of of the it's it's not the you know, it's like we said, it's not the classic kind of story of like, hey, this is this person is good, this person is not. Yeah. It, it is more of a, it plays a more in those those blurred lines in the middle somewhere. Yeah. You know, especially having to do with the villain specifically. Right. Um, and I well think, acted. Like, Eddie Redmayne does a great job. All the oh, rest of them does man. a great. I was even like, I was wrong about Colin Farrell. Like, I was Dude. questionable on on whether or not he would do a good job because I'm not a huge Colin Farrell fan. But great job. And honestly, there's a reveal like. Yeah, whatever. Like that's. No, I'm not going to go into that. I almost like laid something out there. Uh, we'll yeah. get there. Yeah. So, but like, uh, well acted, well done. Like everybody does such a great job. All the characters are really cool. There's yeah. some great humor. Um, fun movie. Yeah. You know, it, but it's it. That's what it feels like. It's like that's a fun movie. Right. I don't mind if they make another one. I still am very skeptical on like whether or not they need five of them. Yeah, and I think like that's the thing. Like, so the, the, my favorite things about this. Let me just list my favorite things about this movie 
the cast for sure. Like, I mean, there's yeah. only like maybe a, one character that I really just didn't, didn't necessarily connect with. Tina. Yeah, it was Tina. And like all yeah. of the, literally every single other character was just, I was, I was on it like sold on them. And in fact, there were moments where like, uh, with, with, uh, Newt and Eddie Redmayne where I'm just like, man, yeah, I, you know, I'm, this well, is a great actor. This is just as, as, as connecting to me. Like I feel as just as connected right now to this as I was to some of the core cast, you know, early on in, in the Harry Potter yeah. series. Like, you know, movie, uh, the, the movie that turned Harry Potter for me where I was like, this is turns to one of my favorite things was the third one. And like, there were moments, there were notes of like those performances in this one. Yeah. And like, so the cast was, was nailed. And I love like whenever they are playing off of each other and in weird situations and, you know, interacting with the beasts, which is one of the bigger things in this, in this film, yeah. whenever they're interacting with those beasts, I was, was, was <laughs> all in. Especially the first beast that shows up is like the most hilarious thing Oh my ever. goodness, dude. And like, <laughs> and the situations that, that, that beast and then that each beast kind of puts them in, yeah. they're so unique and yeah. they're so like, yeah, yeah. they're so fun and varied that yeah. you're just like, I'm, I'm, you could just put a movie of this in front of my Honestly, eyes and, and that, I would that watch was it. one of my, my critiques. We'll get into this again. Like, but like, yeah, like this movie did, couldn't really decide what it wanted to be or right. do and and as a result felt long overly right. long for no reason and it like couldn't concentrate fully on either one of them and flesh right. out like i guess honestly it fleshed out one of the stories and i think it was the wrong story to possibly flesh out maybe but, and that's the thing like about that that while the the uh, this cast is is doing their thing and like they're interacting with these beasts and having this thing there's like this this underlying like story that's gonna take us into the the second third fourth fifth movies of this and yeah. that's the story that i felt like was the weakest and was yeah. under i don't know underexplained in some ways and and Honestly, like but, but then overexplained in other ways i think they overexplained like you know it was it was it, it was, was weird. weird. Like, well, what they chose to tell you and what they chose not to yeah, tell you let's, was we're, strange. We're starting to spoil things, I, yeah. think, I feel like. We're getting into the spoiler territory. So let's let's tell people. That they, I think okay. you should go see this if you are a Harry Potter fan. Um, you know, like, it doesn't really matter. But, like, yeah, I think yeah. eventually it will probably matter. So, yeah, go ahead and go see it. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 again, I like, it's a fine movie in yeah. terms of, like, is this entertaining? Yes. Yes. Is there, like, some good stuff? Yes. Yes. Is this a must see? No. Yeah, and uh, I think unless like, you're like diehard Harry Potter. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. If you're, but if it's you're, a fun family movie. If you really enjoyed all of the Harry Potter movies, if you've read uh, yeah. some or all of the books, then 100 percent you need to see this. Yeah, um, because it's it's you're gonna you're gonna find yourself loving it. Like, and that's the thing about it. Like, just the you from a universe perspective. Yeah. Um, and from a fantastic kind of a perspective. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you're just like the average person thinking. Uh, do I dive into this thing? It's like, well, look at the rest of what's out. And like, if this yeah. isn't the most interesting thing to you, then it's like, maybe, maybe you need to wait. Maybe that yeah. sort of things. But it's like, I do think that like, I, if I were to miss this movie, I would be disappointed. Yeah. I would be upset. Oh, you, you know? would. I, I would, I would be, like, because I, again, I've read all of the books. I've listened to them on audiobook. Yeah, I've watched yeah. all the movies. You know, it's just like, oh, I, I get it. You know, it's just, but I don't think it was, it's not, not a must see in theaters kind of thing. I don't know. I, I feel like for me it was, but that's just me as like a, a huge Harry Potter fan. So yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I completely see like, ah, if you're not a huge Harry Potter fan, no. don't worry about it too much. No, I wouldn't. Um, there, there's, uh, there's Dr. Strange. It's out. Exactly. If you want to see that. And it's, so. and it's better. Um, but yeah, so that's where we stand. Let's count down the old spoiler clock, Chris. You right. got a, you have, do you have a big one in I your do. head? I think I know the one you're thinking of. Oh. So if you're not wanting this spoiled for you, go ahead and turn it off. Pause it. Come back after you've watched it. Um, we're going to spoil this in five, four, three, 
two, one, throw out a spoiler. Colin Farrell is actually Johnny Depp. <laughs> the most horrifying realization of all. <laughs> oh, man, yep. yeah. So uh, so I didn't expect that. I didn't expect uh, so, him to be Grindelwald. Yeah, let's talk about this for a second. Um, I honestly, this I think that that was a lot. La- so they've, this movie has been in production, and they've done a lot with it recently. Yeah. Okay. It only came out that they've now made this, expanded it. First, it was supposed to be one movie. Then it turned into three movies. Then right. it turned into five movies recently. And also around the same time, there was rumors that, oh, Johnny Depp's going to be Grindelwald. Yeah. Um, that I feel like that was a last, last, last second pickup mm. that they did. Because if you notice, none of the other actors are in the shots with Johnny Depp. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it, it feels so shoehorned in at the last second mm. that I'm like, this makes no sense yeah. unless you're setting up the larger universe. That's where I'm kind of like, I feel like this was, she wrote, because originally she wrote this this thing as a one shot. You right. Know? And like so like, story. And then maybe they chopped it up in terms of like what this could be and inserted all the stuff that we feel like is like rushed or out of place and stuff like that. We'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, it feels like that whole thing was just like a last second addition. Well, and the lead up to that reveal, like, I mean, I, the reveal was I fine. I wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah, like, well, like, and it's like the, the lead up to that reveal was fine, but like I and I wasn't expecting it to be that. Right. But I did like have throughout the throughout the entire back half of the movie. Right. Mm. I did have this like questioning confusion about Colin Farrell and like why is he a bad like why is he such a bad guy well let's dive into this for a second yeah that's where I feel like you know I mean Harry Potter you have Harry he's good side right okay you have the person who's trying to kill him is the bad guy Voldemort (laughs) completely evil yeah okay and this you have okay Newt he's good but also you have Colin Farrell's character who he seems like he's like has good motive motives right off the bat like from the like at the and early at the on end, whenever he's saying you know, why are we hiding in the shadows and we have all these stupid yeah. draconian rules and all this kind of stuff and, like I get that I sympathize with that right but they didn't make that militant enough of an idea when, or sh- at least right. show the danger of it that's the thing that they didn't do and then, like in the books um, they keep of, saying it like it'll cause war yeah in the last Harry Potter book they go in depth into about like who Grindelwald is and who like what he has to do with um, Dumbledore like and other characters and things and so like I know all of that context from from having read that book but until that reveal was made you don't I, know it i never would have made that connection exactly and it's like and then once they revealed that i was like i was like oh that's why he was a bad guy because he is he wants to, he's the 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 but, exact same thing he was basically the precursor to voldemort true. where it's hey wizards should be the dominant uh species we're gonna enslave all of all of the the muggles right and but we but didn't get any of that. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't like. He didn't like talk about yeah. any of that or like expound on it. And so, right. like, and, and so it was more of a, like, well, he's a bad guy because it seems like we're making him a bad guy. But then right. they also made the what did they call it? Um, oh, the uh, the magical congress. Let's just call no, it no, that. No, no, no. Well, like that was no, like the the thing that the guy the boy turns into. Oh, I what that's oh, called. I can't remember what. Anyway, it's called. they kind of like vilify them. Oh, well, first you think it's like these people who are like want to burn the witches, right? You know, like you think they're the bad guy, and then then you think like, well, this thing that's destroying everything—that's the bad guy. Yeah. You know, and then like Colin Farrell is kind of like they're just frustrating Newt, 
you right. know, kind of thing. Well, um, and then, then like you, but you never really get to the full switch. Like whenever you switch like bad guys like that and play like the shell game with who's the bad guy, you know, yeah. it's that works sometimes, but it really has to be down to a T like why you're switching each time. And right. so like, and, but we never made the jump finally from, oh, this thing that's destroying the city, uh, it, down to, oh, but it's actually the exact opposite of what you were talking about from the beginning. It's the person yeah. who wants to to enslave all of the people who... But he never says that. He never says it. And like that's the other thing. Like Whenever he was talking there, that's why even during that speech... And that still made sense. I'm like, yeah, that sounds cool. Well, even during that speech, like I made, I never made the jump to, oh, he's a follower of, of Grindelwald necessarily. Yeah. Um, let alone, let alone actually that he Grindelwald. actually is so he, Grindelwald. Like, honestly, right now, he doesn't feel evil enough. Right. Or threatening enough. Well, like, and he, then, he could... Like, it, he didn't even feel powerful enough to warrant right. being a bad guy. You right. know, like they're saying that he's doing all these things and killing all these people. Like I saw him kill no one. Right. And he was trying to save this kid's life. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he was wanting to use him. They kept saying he wants to use him. Like, okay, right. fine. Everyone wants to use him in some way. Right. Except for Newt, who wants to help him. Right. But like, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. Killing him was the answer because Newt didn't want no. to. That was the problem. Like Newt they didn't, sa- want him to die. Newt didn't want him to die, and neither did um, Graves, Colin Farrell's character. So you're like, well, then uh, honestly, right now, like they seem like they're on the same side, right. not that they're the enemies. Right. And so it's like, well, why are you attacking Newt then? You know that sort of thing. Yeah. So, like and like so that that whole confusion. That's the one. Like if I were to say, there's one problem <laughs> with. Like the movie, if I could reach out and just like go, you guys should tighten up this. It's that, and it's and it's and it's make that switch, make that switch early, make let us know that he's the bad guy. Way like well, I mean, you, you know, you can't fix it now. Oh, exactly. But I mean, it's just like if I were to look at it, I'd be like, hey, let's look at. It. And I honestly, whenever he's giving the speech, I was like, well, maybe we're leaving that to like the next movie. And I guess we are. Right. Well, and that's where all that feels so shoehorned in because the rest of it is like, okay, this cool story about these these two guys yeah. who are trying to catch these beasts. Yeah, and they accidentally let these beasts loose in the, yeah. in the New York City and, and that premise alone is just so much gold. Oh, and that, that was the storyline <laughs> I really cared about. Like, yeah. neither one of these storylines until the end really, like, intertwined and, like, uh, yeah, sure, like, they try to blame the deaths on uh, Newt's monsters or beasts, but it's like, right. I mean, that, that was such a flimsy mm-hmm. motivation in the first place. Yeah. I also didn't like, you know, like... <laughs> This is also like where I feel like they lost me on uh, Linda. It was whenever she brought them back to the the Ministry of Magic in the case, like in the suitcase, or not mm. Ministry of Magic, whatever it's uh, called. There was a lot of, like with her character specifically. There was a lot of like I uh, not understanding her motivations. Yeah, she well she has seemed to have like these very like and selfish motivations. Like I want to get back in good graces with right. you know my superiors or whatever. But she's willing to screw up somebody else's life in order to do it. I'm like, well, that doesn't make me sympathize with you at all. Right. Well, and at the same time, like she's like, you know, she's kind of like snooping on people and like, and, and like following them around without, and so it's like, well, they would probably be fine with you if you were just cool with them. Well, well, at first you think, yeah, they're trying to keep her away because she was snooping on them, but it wasn't because she was snooping on them. It's because she like cared about this kid, you know, like these kids who were getting beat. I don't know. Like we never really understood her full connection to them. Exactly. Like I said, I I just never, I never like her motivations weren't shown or explained nearly as well as they should have been. So yeah, her character, like all overall, like, there were so many questions and like where it's like, why, you know, all of this gets wrapped up into this is, this to me is a writing 
problem where like this is this is my big concern i've talked about several times on the podcast where i'm like i'm concerned about this because this is the first time that jk rowling has written something a screenplay on her own yeah yeah. like she's written you know uh, she wrote the story for harry potter and like helped out with the screenplays and like they did the um harry potter and the cursed child that she wrote the story for someone else wrote the actual screenplay for but this is the first time she's done all of it herself and like that was worrisome and honestly i can see problems with it yeah and and i can also see like i can also see like thinking about like comparing this to other movies uh and other other screenplays like i think about um the comparison that i that i jumped to initially is batman versus superman where you have like this story and then you have like oh but we're also going to slide in like these universe building things that are going to move forward well that's what i was going to if you let me get to this. I'm so sorry. That's what I was getting to. It was like, well, yeah, like, so I see like there's problems, base problems with it like there. Right. But then uh, it's ha- hard to tell whether or not that's all her or it's the studio coming in and saying, we think this mm-hmm. is a cash cow. Mm-hmm. So make this three movies. Okay, wait, hang on, change our minds, make this five movies. And so right. like, that's where I'm kind of like, well, there's almost like probably two twice there where she had to be like, oh, well, let's, let's change this. All right. Well, let's change this. You yeah. know, like yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and th- that idea of things, like initially, like your hope for um, something that it gets expanded from like one movie to three movies to five movies is that that the you know whoever's writing it, whoever's creating it, whoever's the author of this, just has such a wealth of like oh. Then there's this other cool thing. Yeah. And then there's this other cool thing and not like a, oh, wait, I have to come up with other cool things to to justify the five movies. Yeah, or, something. or, or that's, like, you know, that's yeah. kind of where I, I feel like this is, it sits right now. And maybe it wasn't, me. I mean, maybe she said, well, I have some cool ideas. This could possibly be five, you know, right. like. And then obviously the seven, like, I don't know. Like it just seems yeah. like a lot. It does seem like a lot, but it seems I, like expanding the Hobbit into three movies when it should be one. Right. And like, you know, that being said, like the, the, there are moments of this movie, like the, the, the core storyline of, Hey, we've got to go capture these beasts. Those moments, like with the Niffler where it's, uh, where yeah. it's stealing everybody's money in the bank yes. where it just happens. The Niffler gets out right in front of a bank yep. and that's how the core cast, like the, the, the these, these core cast characters meet each well, other. Well, the thing is there's so much humor with that thing. And like, it's just like trying to like pretend it's not there. Yeah, this you know, chubby like little platypus stuff, thing. Everything is at can in its pouch, you know, stuff in this big, huge gold bar in its pouch and stuff like that. Like that's <laughs> well, hilarious. And it's just like completely belligerent whenever, yeah. whenever, uh, yeah. whenever Newt like looks at it or like finds it or whatever. It's just like, nope, this is still going in my pouch. And they did a good job. Like, I'm not, uh, you know, it sounds like we're kind of just crapping all over this movie, but <laughs> we're, they did a great job like making like everything relatable yeah. except for Linda, but like everything relatable, like the, the stand in for, um, uh, the audience in this is basically uh, what is that guy's name? Is it Jacob? Yeah, Jacob uh, Kowalski. Yeah, uh, he's the stand-in for for us. You yeah. know, where like this is you know like he's the one that we see the amazement through, and like there's some fantastic moments with him. Right. Well, and there's lots of moments where like they and his character was necessary 100 percent. Like in that, if only because he asks questions and it's yeah. like, because you know, two characters we, in movies, like two characters don't stand next to each other and explain what they're doing if they right. already know what they're doing. Right. And so he has no idea what's going on. Yeah. And so him, you know, going down and seeing all of these beasts and understanding these things like that's, and it's completely necessary for the exposition. So, I mean, and, and like, that dynamic, the Newt and Jacob, like the duo yeah. felt really good. Like I would watch, like it, it I will watch however many movies they put with those two characters well, kind of interacting I, with crazy beasts. I hope that like the movies from here on are 
Newt and Jacob, not yeah. Newt and Linda. And that's where I'm kind of like, I'm, you know, they. I don't yeah. know where they're going with it. We'll see. And that's the thing. Like we kind of knew with Harry Potter, had vague notions of where they're going. Like, yeah, you are. <laughs> There's going to be a they're, showdown. They're at setting. Some point. Yeah, they're setting up a showdown between Harry and Voldemort. Right. And you pretty much knew that from like movie slash book one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, with this, you're just like, I don't know. Yeah. That being said, well, that's, that's the thing. Okay, so hang on. Let's talk about this for a second. Again. Yeah. This movie technically had. Two villains, you know, we're like, okay, well, we defeated the like villain that's like, this yeah. is the one that's destroying New York. In mm-hmm. um, what was his name? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah. And, well, you know, and then there's, you know, Grinwald. And yeah. so, but they can't take that, they can't take the other, like, they, we, we, unless we're gonna like run into more kids who can't control their magical powers. Yeah. Like, that's not gonna happen again. Yeah. It has to be something else. So every single movie now, and I guess it's kind of like Harry Potter, where like in the first one you had the, ch- um, the sort of. Chamber of Secrets, you know. Well, like, yeah, well, the first one was the uh, the Sorcerer's Stone, and the Sorcerer's second one was Stone, Changer, yeah. Chamber of Secrets. I mean, yeah, and like th- with the with with Harry Potter, you could always like if there wasn't like a big villain moment or like mm-hmm. whatever, you could always one hundred percent rely on just the 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 school drama. Like yeah, I would exactly. watch a supercut of the Harry Potter films with none of the none of the show off, you know, uh, the big battles or whatever, and yeah. just have like the school drama going on, you know, where it's like, oh. Oh, you know, such and such. I like that person, or like, yeah. oh, what's going on in my classes? And I'm getting bullied. And you well, know, there's, honestly, until there, there's those moments that are just so classic to Harry Potter. Whereas this, it's the 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 main conceit of it. I'm not sure it doesn't have like a fallback position. You know, the first three movies, of, movies in Harry Potter, like they didn't have anything. The main the main point didn't have anything to do with the overall right Harry versus Voldemort kind of storyline until. Uh, probably uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Well, no, it was the one. Yeah, it was after Prisoner of Azkaban, I think. But like Prisoner of Azkaban, you were even even then, like you were still just dealing pretty much with the, the followers of Voldemort. And then, like, fo- yeah, well, but, but, like, but like the main thing was like, okay, well, like this is like right. all kind of like it has to do with Voldemort. Even like the next one was the uh, uh, the the Goblet of Fire, right? Where like. Sure, back. I think I think that one steps well, yeah, but I think that one's taking a step back where it's like, well, the main focus is this tournament. Right. And then like he comes right. back and you know, he's back. Right. And from then on, yeah, it's Voldemort versus Harry. Right. And even like you know, because yeah, you're right. So like you have this this these kind of breaks of of the uh of the main kind of good versus evil action mm-hmm. and have like these other things. So I wonder if maybe we're going to r- do the same kind of route with this where it's well, like, we've okay, already, sure like, we've introduced the main villain, but like maybe at the end of the next movie, he breaks out or something. But you, like you said, you still have to set up like a, a specific, you know, here's a, here's a story within yeah. this movie. Well, I would have rather this one have just been like, maybe like they referenced like, I don't know. Like it's, it was so overt the way they brought in Grindwall. I'm like, you didn't have to do that in right. this movie. True. And, I think it, you know, the slow burn. Whenever you have five movies to do this, a slow burn, uh, like you did in Harry Potter, like at least with the first movie, you can just really just make a good, like, Fantastic Beast movie. Right. Like, this doesn't have to have the be focused on the overarching, like, right. And the, like I said, the the best moments of this movie and the moments that make it shine in my mind are the the moments like it's that it follows the title where it's like, hey, yeah. there's a Fantastic Beast in yeah. really weird places. Yeah, you yeah. know, like when they go to the zoo, that oh was hilarious. You know, like. 
everything, man. Like, well, and then like you interact those with those are like, the parts where I'm just like, man, this is a great movie. And then like you get right. to the rest, of it, you're like, oh gosh. Man. Yeah, like it, it, then there's the breaks from that where you're like, well, I'm just kind of waiting for the next beast, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. But because like even um, when we're in the zoo, I loved the moments where you were interacting not just with the fantastic beasts, mm-hmm. but with just like there's the uh, there's the the part where the the, the monkey steals his wand. Mm-hmm. There's the the spot where like the seal throws something at yeah. uh, at the dude, and so it's just like it, those moments are really fun. And uh, and really, like the the parts where this movie is great, right? Well, and, like he uses that one, like whatever the stick figure thing to unlock his handcuffs. You know, that's right. Like the way that he interacts with the beast is is like my favorite part. And agreed. That's honestly what I wish that the entire movie had focused on. Yeah. Rather than the rest of it, it's a beautiful movie. It looks great. And oh, yeah. I, like I love some of the battles, the final battles, like whenever yeah. they're like the the top the Empire State Building. Gets chopped off like it's all crazy, of a sudden, man. like all that kind of stuff was just super cool looking. Yeah. Well, and then like I loved loved some of the uh, the world like the the in between the action where they go to like the speakeasy or whatever, yeah. like where it's uh, you know it's like a, this is like a magical speakeasy basically, yeah. and uh, and so I thought I thought those were moments like cool 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 things. Right. Um, the bank, the fact that hey, this is a bank in the twenties and yeah. we're running around in this, and so those things were just all really cool. I love. I love that, like something as innocent as him getting a loan here uh-huh. turns into this just crazy adventure. So yeah, yeah. The, I, that was the one of the saddest moments as well at the end. Whenever yeah. uh, whenever his memory gets wiped, and like that's why I hope I really hope that he shows up in these other movies because his character is so good. And it's like I understand why you you know the story necessitates that action of like er- erasing his memory because it wants to make it serious. It wants to make the fact that these. The, the, there are these, you know, stringent laws, especially in, yeah. and I guess, especially in the uh, US. U.S. about, you know, hey, you have, you can't have magic and, you know, muggles interacting, and so. I mean, it's like I understand why it's necessary, but that doesn't mean it needs to stay that way, you right. know. I think it's time to rate this thing. I think so too. Uh, I'm gonna give this thing a. This is on the high end, but I'm gonna give it an eight because I had oh, a really? lot of fun watching it. See, my thing was like, so if I was, if I were to compare this to, we gave, we gave, um, uh, what do we give Doctor Strange? Was that an eight as well? No, or was we that gave an eight it like a nine. Okay. Yeah. See, I feel like this was, this was definitely like a, a full point lower than that. So like what, you know, just like, in, in general. Yeah. So probably like a good solid eight. If uh, that's on the high end, I mean, I would think like seven, five, five is kind of where I'm eight. sitting. Yeah. yeah. It's in that range. If I could give this a 7.75, I would. Okay. Well then do it. Let's do it. 7.75. Right, I'll go there with you. Okay. We're both sitting right at a unanimous 7.75. Yep. I like it, Chris. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. You're now listening to I See Fire by Ed Sheeran because I love that song and we referenced it earlier. (laughs) Even though it has nothing to do with Harry Potter. (laughs) Nothing at all. Or does it, Chris? You're welcome. You can find us online at StayInTargetPodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And John Wright 777. Fun fact about that song is there are two different versions of it. There, well, yeah. There's the... Two uh, mixes, really. It mixes, yeah, Not that's really right. versions. Yeah, the, the mixes. I mean, there's the movie mix, yeah. and then there's the single mix. Which one did we decide we liked better? I don't remember. So I, which, I don't remember which one we we were in the car. We A-B'd them a bunch. Yeah. I think we laid like fi- finally like decided... On the single version, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. One of them, like the, had like it sounded more epic. Maybe that was the. I don't remember. 
remember, dude. I think that one was the full, like, because one of them was was surprising because it's, I, I was like, I think it sounds like a fold down, like a, where it's like, oh, this was mixed for surround, but they put it in stereo. They just like folded right. it down to stereo. It was, and that, that's why the the movie one was also quieter on the soundtrack. That's than on right. His album. Yeah, but I think that's what it was. Okay, his album was more stripped back. That's right. But then like the movie one was was uh, a little more full. Yeah, it had a little bit more like things going on. Yeah, which you know, it's just kind of like, well, I don't you know, I kind of like both. Yeah, they're kind of just it, different. <laughs> it's it's kind of a bummer that it's not like you know. Mix one, you know, I don't know, like add add some kind of like subtitle to it rather than like try to pretend it's the same song. Right, and that's the thing, like they're both literally listed as the same thing in iTunes. Like other than the fact that one of them was on the soundtrack album and one of them's the single, like they're both the same song. Right. Anyway, it amazes me that he wrote this all. Like they showed him a cut of the movie, he walked into a room, wrote the song, and then recorded it. Unbelievable, Chris. I love it. It's stupid. Like, and like that just just the idea of like uh, the lyrics of the song and like oh, how yeah. closely it ties to the. Oh my gosh! Like so good. I was thinking about that. Like we were talking uh, a few weeks ago about uh, Fantastic Beasts, and you were like, "Yeah, I just I just don't want these to like lessen my enjoyment of you know the other ones because they're you know it's out there or whatever." Like the Hobbit does yeah. to the Lord of the Rings. But then I, I got to thinking that night, I was like, "But wait, if we didn't have the Hobbit, <laughs> we wouldn't have this song." And that's unacceptable. Yeah. A world where this song doesn't exist. True. Psh, True. I don't. I don't want to live in that universe, Chris. So. On Twitter at Stand Target Pod, please go to your podcast service of choice and review us. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Tell your friends about us. All those cool things. Very cool. What are we talking about next week? Uh, next week's Thanksgiving. Next week is Thanksgiving. We're, we'll we something. might have to record really early. I do know. Um, do something short. At some point this month, I really want to want to review and talk about Moana. Well, yeah, um, we need to finish Gears of War. Maybe maybe we can play this weekend. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay, that sounds so good. This weekend, and then uh, we need like I'll play Titanfall this weekend as well. That's right. So. That's right. Yeah, I, I want to see Moana as well. Um, but so I don't know that we review that. We, necessarily, we won't review but that. We'll see it. We won't review that like kind of a as a. Review. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it will either. I mean, we, we probably could talk about like what we would score it or something yeah. like that, but like nothing that is in depth as we usually. Right, right, right. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on Target. target.